From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Hey, thanks for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' basement, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. A big how-do to all of you listening in on one of our affiliates uh, or to the podcast, of course, on TalkZone.com. All of you who listen in on uh, the Conspiracy Show app, our free download. And, of course, those of you catching us on the live stream on YouTube through our HOA, our Hangout on Air. And, incidentally, if you want to stream us live on YouTube, you can go to my Twitter feed at Richard Serrett, S. Y-R-E-T-T, at Richard Serrett. Go to the top or near the top of the feed and find the tweet containing HOA in capital letters. H-O-A. That stands for Hangout on Air. And you just click on it, and then you're in. So wherever and however you're listening, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes, and I thank you for your fine company. Uh, the Crop Circle gal, Patty Greer, is standing by. Her new film, Crop Circle Diaries is uh, currently airing on uh, PBS in uh, Colorado. We'll find out more about that. Um, Oh, I I was going to mention this letter uh, that I received. Let me do that again, just very quickly, because this is kind of a cool little mystery. Uh, So I got this package from Australia. I mentioned this earlier, too, but I'll do it again for those of you just joining us. So I come into the studio. I make a a beeline for the mail bunk. I go in there and uh, a little post pack. And then inside... It's nicely wrapped in butcher paper and binder twine, and uh, I open it up, and it's a book called The Water Babies. And I thought, well, that's strange. If I joined a book club I didn't know about? Anyway, so then I open it up, and it's hollowed out. seems to me there was a Robert Mitchum movie. They ho- He'd hollowed out a Bible, and he kept a six-shooter in there. That's sacrilegious, however. <laughs> anyway, so inside the... Um, can you see that? I don't know. Uh, Albert is left. I hope that's on the... Uh, it's it's on, on the... Um, Webcam? Good. So inside is a little letter and then my picture. And uh, it's got one of these wax seals. Can you see that? A wax seal. Isn't that nice? And then uh, it's, I don't know, maybe I'm just the victim of a chain letter here, but it says, Dear Richard, you've been identified by the World Fairy Society as having made potential contact with fairies. The evidence hidden within this book suggests this may have been ongoing for some time now. Uh, we need your help. It is critical that we find out um, about a recent ferry sighting by teenagers in Westbury, Tasmania. They think I'm somehow connected. I don't know. I think it's a chain letter. I haven't delved into it further, but they also sent me a little USB key, they said, with you know more evidence or more information, and I've uh, given that to Albert, my resident remote viewer, and he's going to check that out a little bit later. All right. Uh, one other little housekeeping uh, programming note. Recently, I spoke with uh, George Freund from uh, Conspiracy Cafe. And uh, about this story involving Newsweek allegedly printing up thousands upon thousands of copies of their presidential commemorative issue that's uh, ready to ship to newsstands. And there are photographs of the cover and the inside article, and you can see them up at my uh, my Twitter feed, at Richard Serrett, S-Y-R-E-T-T. The problem, of course, is, and, and the the, um, the commemorative issue says Madam President. It's got a picture of Hillary Clinton with the barcode. It's all ready to ship. There are thousands of them. This according... Uh, to a source at IBT Media, an insider that they publish Newsweek. So then people are suggesting that this is a, a evidence of a rigged election. I don't know. But this is called The Conspiracy Show, so we talk about these things. Uh, anyway, this caused, um, uh, I received a tweet from uh, Aster von Mead, uh, who sort of took me to task. He says, you are better than that. Don't sink to the level of trash like some of your colleagues. 
I follow you because you're measured, not crazy. Thanks for the endorsement, Aster. Uh, but again, this program, just a reminder, it is called The Conspiracy Show. So this is exactly uh, the kind of story this program examines. And uh, am I saying it's true? Am I saying that uh, this Newsweek issue is evidence that the election is rigged? No, it is suspicious. It is curious. Um, and so we're going to talk about it. And we did. In any event, I hope that you found my handling of the story measured and not crazy. All right, let's talk crop circles. Patty Greer is one of the most devoted crop circle filmmaker researchers today. She produced, she has produced, I think it's, no, it's eight documentary films now. In record time, they've received numerous prestigious awards with no experience in filmmaking or ufology whatsoever. She became a contactee experiencer in a 2007 UK crop circle. Everything in her life changed drastically that day and she's since become a voice for the circle makers. She's visited more than 100 English crop circles personally uh, and been enthralled with the phenomenon since 2006. She's returned to England in 2007, 8, 10, 11, and 14. And here's a list of her uh, her movies, and we'll tell you how you can view those um, later in the hour. The Wake Up Call, anybody listening? UFOs, ETs, abductees, and brilliant minds. We're already in it. Crop Circle Update, The Wake Up Call. Uh, the Shift Has Hit the Fan. Orbs and Light Beings, Women of Today, and her latest is called Crop Circle Diaries, and I mentioned it's uh, now airing on PBS, the affiliate in Colorado. Patty Greer, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Great. Thank you so much. Nice to uh, hear from you tonight in Canada. Great to have you with us. Down here in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. Wonderful. Now, we've described you as one of the hardest working filmmakers in uh, UFO filmmakers. You're also probably the most hacked UFO filmmaker in history. What's that all about? Well, I I actually am going to honestly say that is probably an understatement. Um, What I've uncovered in the last three months is embarrassing because I know exactly who it is. I just... um, I think the interesting thing about tonight's show is to discuss why on earth they're hiding crop circles so well and why they're spending so much money to do it. Um, What I've uncovered in movie number eight is exactly probably what they've been scared I would do, which is Crop Circle Diaries, where we actually uncover the entire scientific research of William Levengood and Penny Kelly. And the two of them worked relentlessly in the lab. Uh, She drove across the state of Michigan to work with him in the lab, she said, three days a week. And that's a long drive across the state. I do do want to get around to that, but I just, I just, I find, I mean, that's, you know, it's in your bio. It's a fascinating aspect that you would be, I mean, you're being targeted. They're trying to prevent you from getting your films out there. I mean, you've been, you've, you've had some of your productions tied up so that nobody could see them. I mean, this has been going, you're saying, an ongoing concerted effort to keep your information from getting out there. Yes, this is disgusting. And, um, yes, it has been going basically since I committed with distributors. And um, three different companies for distribution, none of them wanted the movies out. And I had no idea how important the work was. But in my first movie, which I repeated in my fourth, and the first four are shall we say, in the freezer of distributors, I discovered a line of communication, a binary code between two balls of light. And to me, it was proof positive that balls of light are making crop circles. And so I guess I scared them early on. But movie number eight, Crop Circle Diaries, not only do I 
prove that those balls of light communicated before they laid the crop circle down. But I also pull out another piece of footage where two balls of light lay a crop circle down in France that nobody has seen. Mm. So basically, I'm just like now relentless in your face, evidence, evidence, evidence. And still, the subject is seemingly taboo. Right. And here's why. But but here's now why. now you've broken through because now you're now millions will see it presumably with through the, this PBS affiliate in Colorado. Right? Well, yes, it's great exposure. I've had three movies hit PBS and um the first time I hit PBS was 2013. It was my movie Crop Circle Update the Wake Up Call that won all the awards. And um that movie was um well, actually, the targeting began, so it hits PBS December 5th, perfect for the holidays. Everybody's all excited, you know, they got a great new gift they can buy for only 20 bucks, you know, and what happens? They hack my website. And it wasn't just they hacked the website, they put a message on for anybody that tried to buy a movie or visit the website, and here was the message. Nice picture of a crop circle, but they stuck on this or... Um, Orwell statement, telling the truth in times of universal deceit is a revolutionary act. Mm -hmm. So, Interesting. yeah, yeah, we've all heard that, but they were trying to say whatever their little moron statement was. It was trying to scare the customers, me, whatever. But again, this kind of attention, they say no press is bad press. But in the last few months, I'm, I'm, blown away to say that they've hit my Vimeo. And when I say hit, I mean my $4 to rent Vimeo went to $651.34 to rent. Ah, I see what they've done. Okay, they've gone in there and they've hacked it and they've made it out of reach, obviously, for most people to view it. And the amazing thing was, it was like the fifth hack in a row in the last few months. So I went immediately to Vimeo to see who's in charge. Bang, first name popped up. It was somebody that had written me nasty letters at one of these distributor places. And it was so easy to recognize this is a very well-orchestrated situation where they are controlling conscious media and controlling it by shoving out these poor MyLab kids that are saying what they're told. And there's a lot of them right now out in the field being highly, uh, shall we say, um, orchestrated to be the leaders. You know, they're being told what to say, and um, they're saying it. And they're at all the gigs, and now all the gigs are infiltrated, the UFO conferences in America. I was a speaker the last three years. I loved it. You know, I mean, there's so much wisdom. And then there's the infiltrators, the speakers that are out there being paid to misinform the public. And if you can keep 50% of the public um, misinformed or the information, you know, on your show, you're vetting. It's up to you. Right. So everybody trusts you, Richard, you know, to vet the people that you invite. But these events have now sold to different hands, and the vetting is um, its just a much lower frequency. So um, I'm looking forward to the next. But Crop Circle Diaries, um, again, this is the one that they were scared of because the science is why 
they're hiding crop circles. The science is so important to the evolution of our food supply, but also basically the entire new energy system was discovered in these spinning plasma vortices All right, we'll, that are creating. We're, we're up against the break here, Patty. When we come back, we'll talk about, you know, you, you in the last couple of films, you get into how to read these crop circle messages, recognize things like propulsion schematics, we'll get into that, and much more. Crop Circle Diaries is her latest. Patty Greer, the hardest working crop circle filmmaker in the world, right, right here, right now on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Question everything. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. All right, welcome back. I just uh, received a, a call from Scott Bennett, who was to join us earlier, and um, we couldn't connect, and Scott called in, apologized. Apparently, he was uh, he said his email was hacked, uh, and he thinks it was the FBI. I don't know, but we'll, uh, we'll reschedule and try to get um, a Scott Bennett on, whistleblower and um, author of Shell Game, and he talks about Edward Snowden and so forth. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll resched. All right, Patty Greer is with us, the crop circle filmmaker, researcher extraordinaire. Her website, pattygreer.net. Pattygreer.net, her newest uh, film, is called The Crop Circle Diaries. And um, you mentioned um, a lefty leaven good. Um, certainly, you know, uh, a, a hero, uh, I would say, to you and a mentor and uh, an inspiration. But for those not familiar with uh, Lefty Levengood's work, tell us a little bit about Lefty. Well, Lefty is his nickname. Most people call him William, but you must have been uh, privy. He was a brilliant scientist who studied crop circles and seeds and plants starting 1950s. And he discovered beyond a shadow of a doubt that the frequencies inside crop circles were coming out of the earth. So it was not until I started working with Penny Kelly that I learned that crop circles were no, were not coming out of the sky, which I think most people believe that ETs are creating them if, in fact, they're not two guys with boards and ropes or a team of three. Um, but Lefty figured out that his scientific theory behind crop circles was that there's a plasma vortex operating in the field. And a plasma vortex is like a spinning tornado of different kinds of frequencies, sometimes up to 10 different kinds of energies. And these plasma vortices travel in pairs, usually counter-rotating pairs, and they come out of the earth. Crop circles almost always happen on a ley line, a direct line between two sacred sites, and sitting over an aquifer of water. So there's regular consistencies, and as they are spinning in these counter-rotating vortices, uh, Lefty and Penny discover that by using magnets and kind of re-engineering the frequencies of what was happening to the seeds and the plants, they found that there were different kinds of energies, including microwave energies when they were really damaged, ion-electron avalanche energies, thermogradients, convective stability, and there's other areas that are going uh, undergoing turbulence at all times. There's electrical fields, and those energies have very distinct boundary conditions again. They're interacting with the planet, and which itself has electrical fields, rivers, and currents that move across the surface of the Earth. They are always there, and they are always going to interact. 
And so they discovered that in America, which really surprised me, the crop circles had even stronger energies because across the Great Plains they had all these winds, and the winds really pick up the Earth's energies and maximized the frequencies. So here I'm thinking all the great ones are happening in England, but actually uh, Levengood said that the stronger crop circles taking down corn plants, for example, and those are some big plants, um, were extremely strong in America. Ah, so and- that... There were many surprises. And he was a biophysicist. Um, also, I mean, he studied plants, right? So he did he, and he was was he the first uh, to 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 note the the um, the effects on the on the plants and the different yields. For example, the plants, the seeds inside the crop circles would produce greater yields. Was that Le- Lefty's yes. work? That was Lefty's work, and what they discovered, and it was only by accident, which was so great. They had um, taken seeds from inside the crop circles and planted them, and then they put them in a germination chamber and put them in a uh, and watched them grow. And nothing much happened, and so he took some of the seeds and he just stuck them on his desk. And months later, he was clearing his desk, and he found these old seeds that had been sitting there for a couple of months, and they were shrunken, and he was ready to throw them in the trash. And this little voice came into his head, and it said, Plant those seeds. So... He always listened to that little voice, and so he threw the seeds in the germination chamber, and they were totally shriveled because they had been sitting, drying out for about two months. And lo and behold, remarkable. So it was by accident that he let the seeds rest for two months after being hit by crop circle frequencies, and sure enough, these seeds grew 30 to 400% more crop with up to 75% more nutrition per plant. Wow. And before he let the seeds rest, they didn't have anywhere near the improvement. So it was one of those wonderful little accidents, you know, corner of the desk, where he discovered this great, um, amazing thing, which was that the frequencies are blowing these seeds into much greater yield. Not only that... But they could withstand cold, hot, dry, wet. I mean, basically, Monsanto's greatest enemy <laughs> is crop circle frequencies. Well, the thing is, I mean, you mentioned. Things, sorry, go ahead, Patty. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say well, you. Lefty died in 2013, mm-hmm. and um, again, this is going to sound very strange, but I met him after he passed away, mm. and I met him twice after he passed away in 2014. And I was invited to his wake. And when I went to the wake, it was very interesting that it was all crappies except one small group of family members. And that family member was his cousin who happened to be a lobbyist for the United States Agriculture Mm. Organization. Interesting. So basically, Lefty's cousin was Monsanto. Monsatan's lobbyist. <laughs> All right. Send your letters and postcards to pattygreer.net. Um, now, you, the interesting thing is, I mean, you talk, we talked earlier about how the, you know, the suppression of uh, the information that you're trying to put out there. But, but Lefty Levengood published, I mean, he was a professor, he was an academic, and he, these were peer-reviewed articles on these, uh, you know, these crop formation plants and the, the, anatom- uh, the, the anomalies of these. You mentioned the higher yields and so forth. These were peer-reviewed articles in the uh, published, you know, in the early 90s, I think. So, I mean, what was, 
why is it then, you know, here we are 25 years later and people are saying, well, I don't, this is all nonsense. These are peer reviewed. That's the gold standard. Yes. He wrote in over 40 different, he wrote over 40 different articles in major science periodicals and nature and plants. Um, and it was incredibly well orchestrated how they created this ridiculous debunk that they did on Lefty. And what they did was, when he went for his Ph.D., at the last minute, when they had the committee of three people, they pulled one of the committee members out at the last minute and stuck in somebody who was obviously working for the troll zone, and that man hated Lefty. And so he knew that Lefty had a speech impediment, but it only happened when he got extremely um, agitated. So this man shows up at the last minute. He throws Lefty this project that he had been working on for like a decade, could not figure out how to answer this plant analysis. So he said to Lefty, if you can figure this out, you can pass your Ph.D., knowing that he thought that he couldn't. And Lefty just went on, and he studied it. Uh, he said he didn't eat for 30 days. He just went face down, and sure enough, put the coordinates together, and he figured it out, came back to the committee and delivered the answer, and lo and behold, it was correct. And the man got so angry that not only did Lefty figure it out, but he also then was going to get credit for what that man had hoped to get credit for. And so he got in, in Lefty's face. He was like finger on the thymus, you know, tapping on his throat, saying, you, you know, yelling, and Lefty just <laughs> started um, going into his agitation state, and all of a sudden he couldn't speak. And the guy knew exactly what he was doing, so he yells at Lefty in his face, if you can't speak, we won't give you the Ph.D., and son of a gun, Lefty couldn't speak. And he walked out. He said it was the closest he ever came, the only time he ever considered suicide. And he walked out and he said, it's just paper. Uh, what I need is the education, not the letters. And he never went back. Hmm. Well, But they used that. To the discredit media him. Yeah. used the fact that he had signed his name, Dr. William Levengood, on a couple of things. And they used it against him, and they said he's a fake, he's a phony, and they actually got away with it. Ah, so in other words, the peer-reviewed articles now, in many people's minds, has been discredited. Because he said doctor and he wasn't, yeah. Right, right. But what happened after that was that the in the Washington, D.C., um, uh, what's it called, the Science Foundation, they called him and they wanted him to come and do the National Science Foundation, invited him to come and do and explain his theory on the... Uh, the evolution of glass, its consistency. And they said that he needed a Ph.D., which he found in small print, and he wrote back and said, I am so sorry, but I didn't get the letters behind my name. And they wrote back, sir, with all due respect, you either need the letters or the education, and sir, with all due respect, we consider you fully educated to be a doctor, and you are invited to come, and we consider you a Ph.D., so he did sign his name occasionally, Dr. William Levengood. And like I said, a few people used it against him, and people fell for it. Hmm. Unfortunately, 
there's the Rockefeller dude, Uncle Larry, that came and paid a couple of people nicely to be the faces that spoke for crop circles. They debunked everything. They told everybody, look left, look right. And um, Lefty's work was basically skimmed until I came along. So here I am, this troublemaker, and uh, I've made eight movies in ten years. Talk about trouble. But, you know, I wouldn't have been so relentless had they not shown me how important it was by all this hacking. Right. And I mean Amazon, YouTube, Vimeo, website, website store. I'm getting hit with 1,200 bad bots a day. On the website, pattygreer.net, the uh, the website, and the uh, the latest is the Crop Circle Diaries, which is airing on uh, PBS in Colorado. I believe it started airing airing in August and will air. Is it kind of like periodically throughout 2017 as well, right? Correct. Yeah, I always give them a full year. When they say, "Can we?" It's like, "Heck yeah!" <laughs> Play it as much as possible. All right, you're you know, saying for me, you're hinting this might be yeah. your last Crop Circle film. Is that true? There's no more questions. I mean, I've made eight. But Crop Circle Diaries completely nails the science, plus the balls of light making the crop circles. Now, again, this to me is the most important uh, footage ever seen. It's the Oliver's Castle footage where two balls of light spin over a field and lay the field down in seconds. I think most everybody in your audience has seen the footage, but um, unfortunately... Lovely man, Colin Andrews, told the world it was fake, go back to sleep. And everybody still is sleeping. So here comes this girl. I didn't know what Colin did. I didn't research anybody's work, information, misinformation, whatever. And I just started laying in crop circles. When I found the communication, it was completely through a telepathic communication that I found it. It wasn't like I was looking or doing the math or studying. These circle makers are very, very clear with picking the people that are going to be relentless to bring the data forward, and um, I can tell that there's no backing out for me. They've made everything so easy, and there have been times where I have had an experience at night, and the very next morning, that experience is in a crop circle in England. Well, I wanted to, we'll come up on a break here in a moment, but let's start the conversation now. We'll continue it afterwards. And that has to do with, you know, we're going back to Lefty's studying of the bioelectric fields, if that's the right word, bioelectric field effects on seeds, for example. But what about other living organisms? When you lay down in, in a crop circle and other people, uh, I mean, are we able to measure, um, the, uh, I mean, is there, has anyone done studies on, on the, on the effects on the cells in your body, uh, uh, you know, your heart rate, anything like that? I don't know if they've tested the body, but I know they certainly bring in magnetometers, dowsing rods. I use a pendulum, um, you know, but again, you can so feel it. You don't even need devices. You can feel it. But as far as measuring body uh, heart rate, no, that's an interesting one. I never thought of that. Well, that's, that's just off the top of my head. But think about it. I mean, if it's producing, if it's increasing the yield uh, from a seed inside a crop circle, what what possible health benefits could there be for the human body in terms of, uh, you know, restoring damaged cells and these sorts of things? I mean, is there any you anecdotal... Any anecdotal evidence? Yep. You've totally got it. What we're talking about is the new science, 
which is the old science. It is plasma physics, and that's exactly what we're dealing with in crop circles, and it is what ultimately will heal everything. We'll create food. We'll clean water. It's when we start moving into understanding plasma physics, which is the new basis of our energy systems coming, we're going to say bye-bye to oil and gas and all these really filthy energy systems and move into the most simple, basic. I mean, it's even simpler than magnetics. Plasma is the basis of everything. All right. We will talk about... Uh schematics revealed in crop circles for advanced propulsion systems and uh, and much more with patty greer crop circle filmmaker researcher and again the website pattygreer.net back with more of the conspiracy show stay with us the truth will set you free but first it will really tick you off you're listening to the conspiracy show with richard sarah welcome back patty greer is with us pattygreer.net Eight crop circle movies, this likely her last crop circle diaries. Although, you know, Daniel Craig keeps saying this is the last Bond film, this is the last Bond film, this is the last, so maybe, maybe Patty will, I don't know, I still think there's some more information here that, you know, uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll get into that, and, and uh, that has to do with the technology of these crop circles being communicated to us uh, through these incredibly ornate, complex geometrical designs, fractals uh, that are left in these uh, crops in southern England, across the Great Plains. Uh, I mean, they're everywhere. They're in Scandinavia. They're in Poland. Uh, they're in Australia. They're not too far from where I'm sitting, up in Georgetown, here in uh, the greater Toronto area, uh, these crop circles. And, and Patty has been documenting them and filming them and churning out Documentary after documentary, Crop Circle Diary, she says her last. All right, so let's talk about the um, what is being communicated to us. And you're saying, uh, your research is, you have concluded these are schematics which are pointing us in the, in, 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 into developing certain technologies. Uh, let's talk about propulsion systems. What, what's, okay. what, what crop circles point to uh, a, a, um, a schematic uh, for a propulsion system? Well, those are two different things. Uh, let's talk propulsion first. Okay. And when you think of a series of crop circles, and I'm going to encourage your audience to go look at the website because on every page of my website, it's just images of crop circles. There's like an image library on every page. So you can get a better idea of what we're talking about, pattygreer.net. You have a fabulous website. So when you look at a crop I have, to, I have to commend you on your website. It's, it's a tremendous website. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So the, the sacred geometry, and what is a sacred geometry crop circle? It looks like a mandala. Mm -hmm. It looks like there's a center dot, and everything comes out symmetrically from that center. So that is sacred geometry. And when you stick a pin in it and you spin that sacred geometry, all of a sudden the elements change form, change shape. And visually, <clears throat> that spin becomes almost 3D. It also, like I said, changes form and becomes most likely a propulsion device. So a lot of these crop circles, we don't notice their propulsion until you print it, stick a pin in it, and spin it. 
on that pin. And how did you do that? Point. Is that is that done like on on CAD on some sort of a computer program, or how did you figure that out? It was actually a guy in Holland that sent me videos of spinning crop circles, and I was looking at them and I was seeing propulsion. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're you're in a boat, you know what a prop looks like. You're in a small plane, you know what the prop looks like. And so when you see it spin, it's like when you look at a wheel driving down the road, those fancy wheels and rims, and all of a sudden it looks like it's going backwards, right. but it's going forward. Right, right. So there's that that hallucination of that sacred geometric spin. That's what happens in crop circles. So when I did my presentations, I would spin like 40 or 50 of them. And after a while, you know, it becomes commonplace where you just want to spin them all because they really do change form. They really do shapeshift. So, yes, I think there's a lot of propulsion being shown to us in crop circles. Here's an example of a schematic, and this one absolutely blew my mind. In 2014, I was filming in England, and um, I went into this crop circle that was gorgeous from the air. Oh, my God, it was this really um, unusual pattern. And there were mazes and then a big, like a parachute. It was really gorgeous, and we drove three hours to get there. So we go into the formation, and I can always pick up 10 feet, 20 feet before we're there. The hair stands up on my arms, goosebumps, tingles, and I just look at the crew and say, we're close, we're really close. Mm. And then, bang, there you are, the weed is laid, it's this big, beautiful swirl down of crop, and it's just meticulous. So, sure enough, we get to the formation, and I'm all excited because I'm interviewing Sasha Stone, and we've got a drone flying over, which is great. And I go into the formation with the camera crew, and all of a sudden I'm looking at my arm and no chills, no goosebumps, no tingles. And I thought, oh, no, we drove three hours. I got all this gear and a crew, and it's a human-made crop circle. Ah, So I didn't say a word. I just, we just did the shoot. We get to the back circle, and I'm filming Sasha, and I'm, I'm on camera, and I'm pointing left and right, you know, um, I don't think we talked about this earlier, but I said, you know, we're we're on a ley line between two sacred sites, and we're over an aquifer of water because we're in southern England, but this one feels human-made. And, and I there thought, are telltale you know, signs, hmm. right? There are telltale signs. It doesn't have the weaving, it, the, the stems are broken and stomped on, right? Correct. When you are in a human-made crop circle with boards and ropes, every three feet you'll see a line of broken wheat. And all the guys I know that go in the crop circles, I walk in, I do my bow and my prayer, and I just float to the center. The guys are immediately on their knees digging through the wheat to see if they're bent or broken nodes. Now, when the node is broken every three feet in a line, obviously boards and ropes. But when there are anomalous findings, such as a bubble, a blown node, and a bubble or a blown node is where um, as the stalk goes up of any crop, every five, six inches, there will be a support, like a bubble, like an elbow. And it just, you know, grows the little uh, strengthening node and then goes up another five, six inches. These, when they get hit with crop circle frequencies, these spinning vortices of all these different plasma frequencies, 
it bends over at a 90-degree angle, but literally what happens, and this is what Lefty and, and Penny figured out, was that the liquid inside the stalk actually boils. So what you have, all plants are cellulose, and cellulose is literally plastic. So when you've got boiling liquid inside plastic, it's going to react. Right, right. And the fact that it was actually boiling inside the plant and didn't kill it is remarkable. But how does the steam get out? It blows this bubble, and sometimes it even blows a burn mark and a hole through that node, and we see exploded nodes. Okay, just or hold it on there, Patty. it stretches, and that's an elongated node. Okay, just hold it there. I've got, to take a, I've got to take a time out. We'll come back. Patty Greer, Crop Circle Diaries. One more segment. More information coming your way. Don't go away. When in doubt, blame the government. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. All right, welcome back. Patty Greer stays with us for the duration. PattyGreer.net is the website. I'll spell the last name. G-R-E-E-R. Patty, P-A-T-T-Y, Greer.net. And um, I mentioned it's a fabulous website, and there's a, a slideshow on the, on the homepage uh, with well, kind of a multi-media uh, type um, show. And there is an image there moving, uh, or a video rather, of uh, two lights. You mentioned the beam of light connecting them. We see that there. And then also we see the crop circle being formed right before our eyes. I mean, that's historic. Yeah. That's historic. Uh, is that the well, one... Really... Is that the one and yeah. only instance? I mean, it's so is it the one and only instance that we've caught? You've caught that's no, been... what I said was crop circle diaries. I totally, I brought in a, a man. Everybody needs a man to tell them it's real. So I brought in Jim Delatoso from somebody else's movie who gave me permission, and he's sitting there in front of a wall of gear, and it's before he knew I'd ever get access to this footage, but he told the world, and everybody respects him, that Oliver's Castle is without a doubt real, just as real as the Phoenix Lights, and there's no doubt in his mind. And he talks about how um, frame by frame they proved it's real. So in Crop Circle Diaries, I do believe without a doubt that I proved Oliver's Castle is real. But my favorite thing is once I completely wear you out realizing how real it is, and then I say, well... If that wasn't enough, how about this one in France that nobody has ever seen? And there it is, a brand new video that nobody has seen where two balls of light lay another crop circle down in a completely different country. This one hasn't been debunked. Nobody's been paid to lie about it. And so this movie is so over the top. It's why I said I don't need to make another crop circle movie. This is the one they were scared of. Damn it. Here it is. World, please watch this movie. It's so important. So, yes, there are more balls of light making crop circles. But bottom line, that is how crop circles are happening. Uh, I, I wanted to uh, go back to just before the break you were talking about. So you went into this uh, crop circle and you quickly figured out that it was uh, man-made. However, there were also telltale signs of... A real crop circle. So we need to finish. What was going on there? I mean, is it possible that a crop circle could be both man-made yes. and created by yes. these vortexes of plasma? 
we get to the back of the crop circle. We're filming me and Sasha talking. I'm pointing to the sacred site, so I'm saying it does have the elements of being a real crop circle, but I have no buzz. I have no tingles. I have no goosebumps. And there's these five ladies sitting there. And I said, do you ladies have anything to say? And they said, heck, yeah, we do. So I turned the camera on them with their permission. The ladies introduced themselves as the team for the QEG free energy device. They said, we were sitting in the Avebury Stone Circle yesterday with our technical team praying for some kind of an acknowledgement from spirit or the earth that our device was going to work. And they held up a huge photo of their device and they held up an air photo of the crop circle we were sitting in. It was, in fact, the same. So what we have is a, a lesson right here that crop circles are coming out of the earth, and sometimes they are mixed with ET technologies. Those, in my opinion, are when I get a big buzz. When you can feel it, the hair stands up, really enhanced electromagnetic energy, and then there's sometimes real crop circles that may even have humans making them with boards and ropes. But what might have happened the night before was those humans got the message from the people that had meditated and prayed. And so the earth is working with human consciousness as well. So some crop circles are human consciousness and the earth. Some are ETs flying over and the earth. Some are all three of us, but the earth is always involved. And this was a piece that I never gave, gave credit to in the past until I studied the research of Penny and William Levengood, and boy, did they nail it. No, this is definitely an earth-based, human-based, and spirit-based multi-communication that is from all of us to all of us. It's an incredible co-communication. Crop circle, circles are incredibly real, and they're bringing us the understanding that everything is about plasma, and that if you can shift seeds and plants through learning how to measure and manipulate plasma, then you will be able to, like you said, Richard, which was brilliant, shift the plasma field in the human body by rearranging the plasma. So when you've got sickness, when you've got illness, you just figure out how to rearrange your structure. As long as you use plasma physics, you're going to be able to create a much better healing for the human system and also be able to create food, clean the ocean in a matter of seconds, minutes, Penny said, with this technology. This is the next. This is the new paradigm uh, research that's going to come to pass and be really, really important. And unfortunately, it is why I'm being hacked, because this is so important. It is so important that they hacked Levin Good all those years, and now they're hitting me. But you know what? I'm not going away, and the world is waking up. God bless us all. Cross circles are real, and I hope everyone will see my movies at pattygreer.net. All right. Now, uh, is there evidence or is there are there clues within these crop circles how we can we humans can produce the effects of these uh, plasma vortexes uh at our you know whenever we need to whenever we want to and how do we well, how do we generate it, this this energy um 
they created a, um, a machine. They created a few machines, and I did see them in the lab. And um, what they did was using magnets and plants and magnets and spinning, they did figure out how to re-engineer the technologies happening in crop circles. So, yes, it has been done. Um, it is on the top of my list for humanitarian funding projects is to bring these projects to the public. I wish I was Stephen Greer. I'd be highly funded. This stuff would be out already. But I am Patty Greer working my tail off. And, yes, it is totally doable. They did it then, and it does work. They proved with repeated experiments that, yes, these technologies do work. This is interesting. Because, uh, you, you mentioned plasma, and I was in Spokane, uh, Washington, working on another uh, TV project um, this year. I made two trips to Spokane. There's a real um, nest of inventors up there, and one of them is a gentleman by the name of Aaron Murakami, Japanese-American. His father uh, served in uh, intelligence uh, was what worked at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base next to the uh, infamous Hangar 18. And Aaron is working mm. on a plasma ignition system. Uh, and it's, it's not necessarily, you know, the, as disruptive a technology as what, you know, these crop circles might be pointing to. But here's an instance where someone is working with plasma, which could increase, you know, it's kind of an intermediary step be, between internal combustion engines and free energy. Uh, but, you know, here's an example of someone working with plasma. Uh, it could save, mm -hmm. you know, 50% on fuel. Uh, another gentleman oh, up yeah. there in Spokane working with magnets who's created a motor which, uh, which runs on magnets, and he has overturned Lenz's law. So I'm not sure if plasma uh, um, sort of, you know, comes into effect there, but you might want to check out what's going on in Spokane. Wonderful. Well, I think that it is definitely the basis of all new science. And I think that a lot of the free energy people are definitely working with plasma. Um, you know, when we look at the densities, we've got solids, liquid, gas, air, plasma. Plasma is up there with light. It's the least dense. And it is, again, um, when we learn to measure, then we can manipulate. When we learn to manipulate, then we're going to be able to create absolutely everything. We're all excited about 3D printers. Can you imagine not even needing a machine? When we learn to manipulate plasma, we will be able to be the 3D printer with our consciousness. Create matter with our thoughts. Yeah. Almost. Um, is it getting more difficult? We just have a few minutes. Is it getting more difficult to get to the crop circles now? Are people reporting that by the time they get there, the, you know, the men in black, for lack of a better term, are there and they're saying no entrance, no access? Boy, you nailed the right question to end the sad show. <laughs> it's a happy show with a sad ending. They actually closed our research center this year. After 18 years, our research center in the epicenter is closed. The last few years, when I filmed in 2008, I filmed three movies. I was so followed. My phones were hacked over there. I was scared to death when I left. i got to be honest. I didn't even go back in 2009. The helicopters hovered over my head and another woman blinking a red light on us. I didn't know if it was a gun or a camera, but they circled over us less than 50 feet for about 20 minutes. 
And I mean intimidating. And so they today can't it's... They stop it, they can't explain it, and they can't control it. So they're going to be jealous of us and intimidate us. But you know what? These fields are incredible. The messages are magnificent. We talked about propulsion. We talked about free energy schematics. We also have a tremendous amount of political warnings. We've had pictograms, uh, which is a picture, birds, fish, bugs. The whole summer of 2009 was beautiful birds, fish, bugs, and what happened? BP oil spill the following spring. Hmm. After 9-11, we had the alien face in the disk. What was the message? Beware the bearers of false gifts and their broken promises. These messages correlate to history. And crop circles are giving us a tremendous amount. In each of my movies, I lay out a lot of crop circles and what they mean. And a lot of them are binary codes, even Morse code, even fission symbols saying no more war in a binary code design. You know, there's everybody has a different talent of mathematicians, code readers, and everybody's going to read different crop circles personally. So in my travels, you know, I just lay out a whole pile of them, and it's fun to see how different people will gravitate toward, well, that one's obvious, that's the top of a bomb where you turn it, you know, I mean... People recognize all kinds of things, so we're missing a lot of the messages because we don't have all the data, but the data is definitely being focused on humanity awakening. All right. All eight, haven't stopped all eight films are available. Are all eight films available on your website to view on Vimeo? Absolutely. Uh, Vimeo I had to cancel ah. because I got hacked. Okay, so but how I'm do... on Amazon, a website. All right. Patty Greer. PattyGreer.net. All right, you and I, we have a date on Coast to Coast next week. I'll talk to you then, Patty. Thank you so much, and thanks for everything, Richard. You do great work. Appreciate it. Patty Greer, Crop Circle Diaries, is the latest, and she says her last. My thanks to uh, Ian Robertson, Albert Vinzel, all of you for listening at home. Uh, Ryan White, our intern. Back next week with a brand new program, Peter Janey. Mary's Mosaic, the CIA conspiracy to murder John F. Kennedy, Mary Pinchot Meyer, and their vision for world peace. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What I say in the dark, speak in the light. What you hear in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night. <laughs>